Hey, this is DJ. And this is Maria. Welcome to Talking Sheep. And this episode, we're going to be talking about first jobs. Yes, first jobs. Oh man, do I have something to say about that? <laughs> yes, we'll be discussing first job assessment and how your first job shapes you. Great. I want to talk about two jobs because I consider them my first two jobs. Um, my first job out of college and the first job I had in my professional field and how different they were. The first job I had was with an interior designer designing houses for fancy rich people. And putting aside the fact that it was depressing to see insanely wealthy people mm -hmm. spending hundreds of thousands of dollars in furniture, mm -hmm. I still love the job. Oh, yeah. I remember you telling me how you were shopping for a rug. How how much was that rug for again? 50K? $60,000. Oh, wow. Okay. $60,000 for a rug for a client. Yeah. A dude's aspiring salary after college. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. And I got you that job, too. Sorry about that. No, no, it's okay. I felt poor my whole life. I was fine. <laughs> okay. Like I said, I liked the job. I liked it not only because of the artistic nature of it, but also because of my boss. He was an inspired and inspiring man who loved what he did. Mm -hmm. And he was kind to everyone. You know that. Yeah. He would spend hours on his computer looking at lamps. So adorable. Trying to find the perfect <laughs> match. Uh, teaching me about interior design throughout the decades. And he even became friends with me. Uh, we discussed common interests like celebrity gossip and dogs. You got really lucky um, to get a first boss who not only you could learn from, but also be cool with. And that's a blessing. Uh, it also helped that he was gay. Yay! He was very <laughs> gay and fabulous. Indeed, he was very gay and very fabulous. Now, realizing I needed to find a career job, or I thought I had to or whatever, I decided to do that and find my second first job oh my god mm -hmm. this was supposed to be a job that put me in a good path professionally and it did it was my first full-time job at a good company in the area that i wanted to be in but i learned a lot about how an environment can affect you um working there was basically like working in the land where all dreams go to die <laughs> wait what hold on we're talking serious toxic here they were like not like they were zombies. Mm -hmm. They looked like they had been doing the same thing for the last 100 years. And they knew they were going to do it for the next 100. Okay, Ma. So uh, remember we agreed we wouldn't be too judgmental in the podcast. Oh, but it's true. <laughs> okay, fine. So you're just giving me, there I say, the most visual effect that illustrates your point. All right. I got it. It was really bad. People didn't speak to each other. Uh, and it was clear they didn't care about what they were doing. They looked miserable, like they were living wow. out life sentences. That's sad. And I really should have known when I went to the interview, the two guys that interviewed me looked like they were sedated. Like when I left that interview, I was like, these dudes look like they have anesthesia in their veins. Like, it's so weird. Whoa. How does, how does that even happen? You... But I know you always talked about the people in that company as if they really were zombies. There was this one guy. Oh, my God. The most depressed person I ever saw. I was like, what do you want me to do, dude? Because I don't know you, but I can't see you like this. I can't have you around me like this. Do you want to have chocolate? I can bring you a piece of cake. I will do chocolate anything cake. to remove that like face. And, and, dude, and of course, nobody cared. Everybody acted of course like, not. Mm -mm. Like he was whatever. Um, in that office, you could be like, 
I'm really depressed. I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> and they'd be like, turn head. Like, they wouldn't even say anything. Remember Friends? Mm-hmm. Where Phoebe is working as a telemarketer and calls this guy who's really depressed and wrote that day on his calendar, um, <laughs> 6 p.m., kill self. <laughs> And then, at, I do, yeah. and then at one point, yelled at the entire office, I'm going to kill myself today. <laughs> and no one turned their head around to even look at him. That actually exists. And that was my old job. And it's not fiction. Whoa. Too real. Not fiction, people. Real life. <laughs> like, to go from an inspired, to, from inspired and nice people to... All the light has gone out of my life, people, was very, a very drastic and traumatizing change. I was, like, in a different dimension, and I thought to myself, I do not want to be in this dimension. <laughs> I like that. I like the way you described that. Inspired and nice and inspired versus all the lights have come out of their, gone out of their life. Whole other dimension. Well, anyway, as you already know, Ma, when it comes to bosses, I've had the opposite happen to me. I was working for a ruthless dictator. Emphasis on dictator. <laughs> not being judgmental in the podcast. Oh, no, no, not judgmental. It's just that the Grim Reaper wanted his job back. It was so bad. I used to write journal, write journal entries about my days with him and actually pulled out one for this session. Yes, emo poetry. This entry was written on September 30th, 2013, right before Halloween. Now is the office of our discontent. <laughs> yes. All right, this is how it goes. The reason I'm in such a gloomy mood is because I know at any moment the Arbinger of Doom is going to walk through these doors. Mm-hmm. Unbeknownst to him, when that happens, a time bomb explodes in me. It takes a while to collect the pieces and put myself together. He robs me of the minuscule joy of my life. Mm-hmm. I'm in a perpetual state of depression. Perpetual. <laughs> no amount of happy pills could cure me. It can. It takes some getting used to his Machiavellian smile. Don't beat the hand that feeds you unless it beats you. And that was the end of the entry. That is how bad it was. You actually wrote mm-hmm. poetry about it. Yeah, to say I hated my job would be an understatement. The dude was like Dracula. He would walk in and you'd feel a terrible cold in the middle of summer. That dude actually looked creepy. He was very tall and skinny and just looked Mm -hmm. like he could feed off of something that's not food. (laughs) People's miseries, yes. Yes. Indeed, he did. And don't forget the slick back hair. That's like a red flag. And how he would wink at you randomly for no reason just to add to the look. He used to do that to you too. Uh, that was so odd. As if to say, hey, look at me, ladies. Meanwhile, we're like, ew. Uh, yeah, I was like, why? Why would someone do that in an office setting? Why? Right? Whereas, oh, terrible. But whereas my second job, my bosses were more like sweet, sweet children. Quite a change. A breath of fresh air, actually. Oh, I remember your struggle, dude. You also had a dramatic change, but yours was a positive one. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. In my first job with a designer, um, I, he gave me like $200, a bottle of champagne and a Sephora card for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And you know, he wasn't interested in me romantically because he was very gay and fabulous. Gay and fabulous. But, <laughs> but at my big company job, um, one girl was in the hospital for a week. And oh. when she came back... No one asked how she was doing, even though she'd be working with those people for years. Wow, what carelessness. I... I was almost new, and I felt so bad. Even though I didn't like her, she wasn't nice. No one there was. Mm -hmm. But I asked her how she was doing, and then she lit up and went on and on about what happened to her. 
Oh man, that's crazy. You weren't kidding about the zombie thing. Yeah, it was it was really bad. Like nothing was interesting to them anymore. They just they had given up on life. That sucks. It really does suck. Well, if it's any consolation, at my first job, my boss, you know, Dracula, didn't even want to show his face or his voice at the holiday parties. He was just too rich to mingle with peasants at social events. Oh, God. He wasn't even that rich. He made like a million dollars a year and we're in New York. To call yourself rich in New York, you have to be Bill Gates rich. Definitely. Well, he thought he owned Bill Gates and Melinda for that matter. And Mm. gifts? I don't recall. I do recall the first time I was getting a raise. <laughs> Two years after I'd been there, mind you. He called me and my coworker in his office, told us to shut the door behind us, and choose between three envelopes he was holding in his hands. Straight out of a horror movie. Dude, what was that movie? Um, Saw? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt. Dude, I swear. So we had to choose one. The percentage inside would be our raise amount. Totally ethical. Uh, mm-hmm. I got 3%. My coworker got 1%. And go figure, the unchosen one had 6% in it. All psychopaths are lucky. For sure. But it's all good. In the end, he gave us 10%. On the other hand, at my second job, my bosses were so much more generous. Throughout my first year and second year, I'm talking birthday cakes, Christmas wine, mm-hmm. gift cards, genuine smiles, mm-hmm. and concern about your well-being. All this to say... You know, it gets better, folks. Or worse than dang better. Yeah. (laughs) However, we both learned things from our first jobs. I learned that not only money and resume material are important, but also the people you work with five days a week, eight hours a day, which is most of your waking time. Mm -hmm. I said to myself, if I'm going to spend all this time with these people, I better like them. And I made sure that from then on, I liked the people I worked with. And if I didn't like the people around me, I simply left that job. Like, and needless to say, mm-hmm. now I have a much better job. Yep. Um, I can hang out and get drinks with my coworkers, Yay. like normal people <laughs> living in a society. <laughs> That's good. That's really cool. I learned that as well. I've I've agreed to some extent to only work with people I get along with. Um, work is like a marriage, and mm-hmm. if you don't like the people you're working with, you're in mm-hmm. a bad marriage, so it's time to move on. Yes. It's just not important to me, at least for peace of mind, so I don't have to write emo per- um, poetry every <laughs> other day. <laughs> I've achieved that. No more popping pills with my coworker whenever Scarface would show up to check up on us. Pop that Xanax. Dude, seriously. I told you I was splitting Xanax with my homegirl to get through the day, right? Wait, are you serious? Uh, yes, we did it once or twice. No, dude, it was no. bad. Yep, 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 for serious. Um, so we'd see his name in the caller ID and we'd be like, nope, not it. Oh. <laughs> He'd want me to carry like heavy ass products that weigh more than me to the subway. Oh, Meanwhile, God. he takes the cab to cross the street. Devil Wears product had nothing on me. Oh my God. One time, I was like, is it bad that I'm happy that he got into an accident? Yeah. I looked at my coworker. She had a huge grin on her face like, nope, not at all. Oh, my God. I had asked her if she would tell her children stories about our job here one day. And she said to me, looking dead serious in the eyes, no, that would be child abuse. They would, if you told them that, they would never get a job in their lives. Yep too traumatizing he'd make us cry so much we thought that instead of company bags we should make company handkerchiefs oh my god Mm. oh man this is like real life not 
horror stories or exaggerations. Mm-mm. Nope, indeed. But, but there's hope. Yep, there's hope. Yep. Well, that's all for today. Do you have any horror job stories to tell us? Um, tell us on Twitter and subscribe to listen to our next episode. Yeah, we'd love to hear or read your first job experience. Uh, if you have any poetry or rant cre- created as a result, please share with us. Or crime. <laughs> yes, we will We will weep with you. Uh, we'll keep you posted on our topic on our Twitter page. We have more stories to blah, blah about. Tune in to Talking Sheep.